What is up, everybody, and welcome. Happy New Year. It's 2021, and this is the first episode of Wex Appeal, Barbells, Beats, and Buffoonery of the New Year, and I am super excited that you're joining me today. My guest today, if this is any indication on how the year is going to go, is just absolutely amazing. So I am super excited to get to our guest, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But before we begin, as always... We're going to talk about DukeCannon.com, Duke Cannon Supply Company. It is my go-to for all of my hygiene needs when it comes to soaps, it comes to shampoos, thick uh, their thick body wash, their cologne, you name it, they've got what you need. If you didn't get what you wanted in your stocking this year, go over to DukeCannon.com and get yourself hooked up with all sorts of different scents and soaps and body washes, shampoo pucks, you name it, they've got it. Get hooked up and use the promo code BBWEX2021, that's all caps BBWEX2021, to get 10% off your order from DukeCannon.com. Get over there today and hook yourself or someone else up for the new year. Now, my guest today, he is an actor from Broadway. He's been on the tour for Hamilton, so you may have seen him throughout the country. If you took in the show of Hamilton anywhere around the country, he has been there. Um, close to us here in Orlando, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, he has been to Seattle. He names off a whole bunch of cities that he's been in. Um, but my guest today is Nick Walker. He was, as I said, touring cast of the Philip cast for Hamilton. He was and, and is currently uh, one of the lead roles in the musical on Broadway, Once They Come Back, for Ain't Too Proud, which is a story of the Temptations, which is a beautiful story of their life and times um, as it was in that time. So if you haven't got a chance to go see, to go and watch, um, if you go to Hulu, you can go and look up um, One Night Only, which is a Broadway show where they all the different casts from the different shows come on and perform. Um, on the streets of Broadway. It was actually a really cool show. Uh, I got to watch it with my kids and with my wife. And he had, I think they have three different songs in there from the show, Ain't Too Proud. Highly recommend going and checking it out. Um, he's part of Broadway. He is also a college professor for NYU. He has done acting in TV. He, again, he's a writer just he's a man of many many talents he's also a huge mcu disney nerd and i uh, love we we get into that conversation as well and so my guest today is nick walker and he has he is absolutely fantastic before we get to the interview though i do want to talk about one thing uh there have been a lot of people with um in the arts and on broadway who have been affected by covid-19 and the closures of all of the, you know of base of all the shows being closed that are not getting a steady paycheck, are not being able to work anymore because that was their livelihood. If you want to help support, and I highly recommend doing so because the arts are such an important thing for us, just as a culture, um, as a as a as a people, and it's such a beautiful expression that we want to make sure that they stay around for a long time. So you can go to broadwaycares.org and click the donate tab. All the proceeds from that actually go back to the cast members who have are currently not in work. And Nick and I talk about, uh, you know, kind of the timeline of what's going to happen with Broadway, when they're going to come back, and hopefully, you know, you know when they come back, that they come back just as strong as ever. But if you want to, you know, really kind of put your money where your mouth is 
and and head over to broadwaycares.org click the donate tab every little bit helps and it goes directly into the pocket of somebody who needs help whether it be healthcare food on their table you name it COVID has affected us all one way or another, and we talk about that in the show as well, how nobody is going to get away from this unscathed one way or another, um, and we are actually all truly in this together. So go to that broadwaycares.org, hit the donate button, and support a amazing cause. We're going to get into the interview. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Walker. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today is Nick Walker. Welcome, sir. Oh, thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Well, thank you for, once again. Like I said, uh, you know, kind of off camera. Well, thank you for being on the show. Um, thank you for agreeing. You are my first guest of 2021, so I have to ask you, how is your new year? I know it's a, it's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> you know, it's it, it is interesting. I mean, first of all, let me let me say how how honored I am to be to be one of the one of the one of the earlier guests on 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 Wex Appeal. I'm so excited for this thing to continue to grow and grow and and you know and, and just and watch you do your amazing stuff. Um, so no, you know it's interesting with 2021, like you know, and I'm sure you experienced this. It's that thing right where like it's not just because of the era we're stuck in. Like it's not that you know, like it was a great night and you're like, oh, we made it out, but then you wake up and. We're still in it. Like we're still, like it's still happening. We're still so here. I think still wearing we're still masks. Here. Doing you know doing the exactly. whole thing. So. Everything's still happening. So I think that's so much of what I've experienced is um, that this just like you know what like there was a moment where it was very cool and like yeah and like and like I will say this too you know just that idea of uh, we have progressed just the idea that we have made it out of a year that was so ridiculous and the new year is always kind of a chance to to write the ship right we still got to do the work to write the ship but but we are we are wrapped on that old year and into the new so in that i feel good but like it i think i think more than any other year i think it was like you know you get to you woke up that next morning you're like yeah we're we're still in it we're still in it but (laughs) we're we're pushing forward we're still doing this thing yeah man so I, I ended up staying – I was at home, and I watched the New Year's come in on you know on TV. And, of course, Times Square, usually this crazy, huge party yeah. was a ghost. So, I mean, you're in New yeah. York. So, like, how how different was that from New Year's before to, to now? Or do you yeah, like I mean, to just stay you know, inside? It's <laughs> well, it's, it's, so, I was, so I was thinking about this. So not la- So last New Year's – I had just finished up Hamilton and mm-hmm. was about to go into Ain't Too Proud on Broadway. And so um, that New Year's was my first New Year's in two years that I got to spend at home with my wife. Mm. And so that was actually super chill. Like, I think we had a plan to go to some party, but like we stayed at home because I just we hadn't been home together in years. Yeah. And so it was it was really nice. So that's it was kind of like almost like a foreshadowing of, of what would what was to come with yeah. this year and this new year. Um, but I will say the new year, the new year that I'm kicking myself in the head for was the new year before this 2019 into 20, no 2018 into 2019. I was on a, I was on a boat <laughs> in Fort Lauderdale 
Okay. It was on a yacht. So it was the Hamilton New Year's party. Hamilton throws like some amazing holiday bashes. Oh gosh. And this was this was on for the tour in Fort Lauderdale. They had rented this big yacht. And I am I am you know, I, I, the older I get, I, I like I I go back and forth on like whether the, the term introvert is like a real thing. Because sure. like I have introvert I am I am very introverted, but like if I'm around the right people, I'm yeah. not. Like if I'm around the right people, I'll go. But this time I was just like not feeling it. I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, I, I think, I think it's anything where like, I don't have the choice. Like if, if it's a boat and it's a lot of people on the boat and there's like loud music and shit, then like, I can't leave if I don't, if I want to leave. I mean, like it just felt trapped and like, but like, it was also just me being, being, can I swear on this? Can I I say this? It's also just me me being an asshole and, and being in my own head and, and not, you know, and like at that point, I was still very concerned about, you know, what it takes to play Burr eight shows a week. So I was like living like a monk and wasn't letting loose a whole bunch. <laughs> so like I yeah. truly ruined my own New Year's gotcha. uh, just by just by being like that, just in my little cave and shell. Well, so I'm, I'm the same the way. I, I'm the same way. I'm very extroverted if I'm around the right people. But generally, yeah. you can put me at home with a you know with an xbox <laughs> or a good book or I, i'm fine <laughs> i'm good has this has this quarantine been like that for you where because like again right obviously this thing is so heavy people are losing their lives yeah. so much is happening but for those of us who like like to live in our heads a little bit like this is kind of like what we do anyway yeah do you mean so it's, it's and it's like to a danger have you found that like it's, it's a little bit to like well, we're in Florida, so I will say gotcha. it's a little gotcha. it's a little different. So being in the city, being in the city, I totally understand it. You know, everybody on top of each other, and but we're a lot more spread out. So yep. although we felt it, I, I've definitely felt it. You know, from work, um, I'm a I'm actually an eyeglass sales rep that I I sell glasses all over Central Florida. So Amazing. if you go into a, a doctor's office and see like you know. Well, I, I don't talk about my brands on here, but, but I, I, I don't want to get in trouble with the company just in case I say anything they don't like. Fair, 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 fair. Um, but if you go into some of those doctor's offices, there's some high level brands that I, that I carry that I rep for. Um, that business was gone. Um, and I mean, we're talking April, um, March, April and May were just dead. Um, wow. go, going from selling, um, quite a bit in glasses to, I mean, I'll be honest. I sold, I think in February, I sold like $50,000 worth of glasses, a considerable amount of uh, amount of glasses. April, I yeah. sold three. <laughs> so Dude. you can see kind of the drop off there. So, so like professionally I had to, you know, really retool and think, okay, how do I still provide for my family? Um, yeah. you know, I have four kids and a wife and, man, life is crazy around this house. So, you know, yeah. there's not really much quiet time in our, in our house, but, um, oh, I mean, yeah. during this, we, during the pandemic, we had a child in June. Um, so, you know, we had the four kids adding the new one in the middle of a pandemic, um, with all these quarantine measures and just everything touch and go and not knowing where you can go and what you can do and getting mixed reports as far as, okay, well, who's at risk, who's not at risk you know, okay, you're not at risk, but you could give it to somebody who is at risk. So you want to be, you want to be thoughtful of that. So 
it was a it's and it still is a really weird time but yeah you know it's yeah. it's a completely different style here because of how spread out we are as a city um you know where i am i mean yeah we've got houses around us but it's not it's not the big city like new york and i've been yeah. there i've been to new york twice as an adult uh, i don't count the time i went as a child because i mean it, the only thing i remember from that is i was able to go on the world trade center um and that is a memory i will hold with me forever um yeah. from the yeah i was on the very very top of the world trade center but you know wow. everything everything stacked on top of each other the last two times i went it was incredible but there's no space <laughs> yeah. everyone is yeah. everywhere and they're you know and i could see yeah. how it would affect a city like new york way differently than something here well and it's interesting you say that because so i actually have spent a good half of this pandemic out in California. Mm. Um, you know, and, and that is the biggest thing that I, I mean, that's where I am now. I'm sitting, oh, okay. sitting on my porch and that's the biggest thing that I, I notice, And, you know, is that there is so much space and to, I think to a very, what I have found is it's almost to a very, to a level where you can kind of convince yourself that there's nothing happening. Yeah. Like, I mean, because, because you're just not seeing it. It's not immediately in front of you. There's, you know, you can walk for a mile and not hit somebody. Yeah. You mean, so like it's, it really is a different way. And that's why I think the biggest thing that I try not to do is shame anybody about, you know, how, you know, how they choose to go out this pandemic. Absolutely. There is a science, there's a scientifically healthy way to do it, you know, a medically sound way. Yeah. But at the same, at the same time, it's like, if you're not seeing people and you're not, it's not present in front of you, I complete. And also with all the strain and craziness that this pandemic has given us, I completely see how somebody could, you know, not be seeing the, that picture of it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a very, it's just, you know, I I think it's just a time in general. It's just been like a time to, just kind of stay safe and reflect, man, you know, and, yeah. and just be, and be thankful for what you do have. And the fact, I mean, also just the fact that you have pulled, you know, four kids, uh, a whole family through this is incredible. So I hope you're giving yourself a pat on the back because that's, that's really amazing. No, who needs to get a pat on the back is my wife. <laughs> she is, she is a go. saint and, and deals with way more than, uh, than, than I can even handle. I, I do what I can to make sure they are provided for. And, you know, and obviously I, you know, I'm, I'm present and I help and I do all these things, yeah. but she is the, she's the MVP for, for real. Um, I, 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 you actually kind of already answered my other question. I was going to say, how have you been, you know, have you been staying sane in New York, but you yeah, went what, to California. And when it's interesting too, you know, I think, so I, I, you know, because I'm going to go back to New York. Um, one of the interesting things that's happening, you know, with with acting right now, with, you know, especially with film and TV specifically, yeah. is that it's very hard for cast. If you are in California yeah. and you are auditioning for a show that shoots in New York, it used to be that that's simple. OK, well, you send in your tape mm-hmm. and uh, they like you, they fly you out and you go meet with the, the team and you whatever, whatever you test, whatever. But because of COVID and because of how much extra like it costs to yeah. produce these shows, um, they're not doing that. So like I've lost out on one or two things simply because I'm not in New York. 
Ah. Right. Like there's, there's things that there's things that like that, you know, whether it's a direct offer or I book where they're like, Oh, cool, cool, cool. Well, you know, tell me he needs to go into quarantine right now. And then, you know, I, you, cause you don't ever want to lie to a team. Sure. You, you say, Hey, okay, well, he's going to fly back from New York or from California. He'll be in quarantine. And as soon as they say that, they're like, Oh, we got to check with insurance. And then insurance is like, Nope. And even, even if I'm flying back with enough time to quarantine before the shoot, yeah, it's still, you know, it's it, sometimes it, whether it's, you know, it's not worth it to do so, or they just can't ensure that. Yeah. Um, so it, it's the kind of thing where I've just kind of like, especially going into this, this uh, next phase of the, you know, of this pandemic time, I, you know, my, my wife is here and I obviously would love to stay here as, with her as long as I can, but I'm also like, you know, if I'm losing out on, on booking, on booking acting gigs because of that, yeah. then I need to, you know, I need to go where the momentum is. Um, so, you know, it's, I'm, I'm sad. I'll be very sad to leave California. I'll be back. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's gonna, it's gonna suck being in, in my New York apartment by myself for, for, for the, you know, winter spring, that's going to be pretty effing lonely. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it's, but, but in answer to your original question, I think that is how I've survived. It's certainly been my wife and certainly been, you know, like, I mean, I, you know, very, very fortunate to, um, they asked me to be a professor over at NYU. So oh, wow. that has been keeping me yeah, it's it's which is pretty insane. Like yeah. I I tr- truly hope I'm not hurting these children <laughs> or destroying their minds. Like I really am concerned that like these kids are going to walk out, you know, with like completely warped views of things and be like, "Oh, where'd you learn that from?" Oh, it was Professor Walker. And I'm like, my whole thing is screwed. Um, but no, they're wonderful. They're wonderful students, yeah. and I, I really love them. Um, so that has really kept me sane and stable. And then you know, writing a shit ton and Mm -hmm. and very thankful to have people who are willing to pay me to do that so that that's nice um but you know i'm it's just like i mean it's just like i think i think the biggest thing to accept especially for those of us in the arts in in entertainment is kind of beats you know for, for those of us who are lucky to get to a certain place in our careers all of a sudden all the things that like made us what we are are no longer available yeah. or at least not available in the same quantity or in the same way and so we have to we've had this past year has been about really adjusting and and pivoting is you know is kind of the, the commonly used phrase um but yeah man it's it's a it's a day-by-day thing like sure. it's not it's it's not like the kind of thing where it's just like oh yeah everything's honky dory it's like no <laughs> I, I think that anybody anybody who's pretending that um they are getting through this without scars is completely yeah. lying to you yeah completely completely lying to you even the people who are so wealthy that they are walled off and don't even know what a pandemic is yeah you know what i mean it this this has affected everybody yeah. so there in and there is kind of a comfort in that that like wow everyone's feeling it yeah everyone's feeling it you know we're all there in a, in a world where so there are so few things that seem to unite us. That is one <laughs> yeah. that is absolutely uniting us. Is like we're all feeling it, yep. you know. So that's interesting. Well, yeah, and, and that was this kind of leads me to another question: is so what have you been doing as far as obviously a big part of your career has been the arts and yeah. being on stage yeah. and performing, you know, seven you know seven nights a week or seven days a week. 
what does that look like for you now with not, I mean, we don't really have an end in sight as far as Broadway opening back up. So, well, it's, well, it's interesting you say that. So, so, you know, not, not a date, Mm -hmm. right. But the nice thing that was happening right around the time, you know, we started this conversation talking about you watched the one night only on, uh, on NBC, which I highly recommend (laughs) if you, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Um, it's an amazing show super fun to super fun to shoot and it was so it was so awesome because like you know like they had us all in the marriott marquee which is right across from the rogers and the imperial yeah. theaters and so like you know and like the, you have to, the thing about broadway to understand is like broadway is it's it's i mean i would i think the thing that i would imagine it's like is like when you're shooting a tv show on a, on a studio lot and you know you're in studio a but studio b is the cast of two and a half men yeah and you guys see each other on the lunch break like that's what broadway is it's like you know everybody who's at the theaters yeah you, you become friends your community like you can spot another actor down on the street and like you say hi and i'm like very tight-knit so like you know for this shoot which is you know over a period of about three or four days um you know we were all in the mayor in this hotel and obviously quarantined, but like you'd walk out and see, you know, somebody from the cast of, of Harry Potter and mm. you'd be like, Oh my God, what's up dude. You haven't seen him in like 10 months. And yeah. like, it was this lovely little mini reunion, not to mention being reunited with my boys. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, all, all of that was, was really lovely, but I say all that to say, you know, one of the things that I loved about that was the optimism of the producers, because, you know, again, uh, speaking bluntly with the advent of the vaccine with the way you know as much as numbers right now are not the greatest um there is a lot of confidence in the summer and the fall Mm. so so having that as kind of like the goal you know again who knows but like that is at least where the where the money is being invested towards yeah is reopening um you know late summer early fall of 2021 yeah um so that's like that's kind of a nice thing. That's kind of a nice ship on the horizon. And in the meantime, um, you know, for me specifically, I would say that one of the, you know, it's, it's been an interesting thing, right? Because ain't too proud is, it's so crazy. And like, I I feel so bougie to say this, but like, (laughs) you know, once you, the first, the first rung of the ladder is breaking in. Yeah like break into the industry and you you god you go through the trials and tribulations you're trying to figure out your place in it and it beats you the hell up yep. and you know you, you you little by little find your spot and over 10 years i found my spot and this is the first show ain't too proud you know hamilton was obviously incredible and was a yeah. huge part of my life um, but ain't too proud is like that's my show. Yeah. I'm the final bow. I'm the first name on this on the title. I, it's that's my my thing. It's my ship. And why I had looked forward to getting that ship was not only because it's a brilliant show written by a brilliant woman um, and telling an amazing story, but mm-hmm. also just logistically like that's the dream for someone like me who want, who you know has twenty scripts cooking at any given time who has a lot they want to do beyond just the acting on a stage is you get a show like this well this is your billboard 
And now it's not just about, you know, how do I meet the people? It's, oh, yeah, I got come to my show and I'm going to take you out to dinner afterwards. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's like the dream. So it's been this thing of like you just get that thing and then it's like "Eh," and and you're paused and, you know, and you're, you're you're shut down. So so much of my work has been like just making making momentum out of or not making momentum, keeping momentum going that I had. Yeah. Um, keeping that hope alive. And then, you know, also not, not for nothing, but like people who look like me didn't, you know, have not had an easy go of this summer. Yeah. Uh, let alone of the past, you know, speaking bluntly the past four centuries. Yeah. Um, so, (laughs) so it's, I think that that is kind of the other part that, that has become my life is as much activism as I can. And I, I say that, you know, I, I, I have asthma. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not necessarily the safest for me to be going to the marches. So it's phone banking and it's donations and it's having the conversations and it's it's uh, you know having. I mean, my my uh, my buddy Sasha created our show on Broadway World, The Chaos Twins, uh-huh. um, which is literally all about arts and activism and just yeah. just trying to trying to to me it's all about the conversations. Absolutely. If, uh, you know. I, I'm not trying, I'm not purporting to change anyone's mind, but if I can at least have conversations with people that aren't thinking like I'm thinking, that's, that's what the, that's, that's activism. That is something that I can do that is on the micro scale that might macro wise affect people. So, so that's what the pivot has been. It it really has kind of given a, a new, a new kind of drive and purpose. And like, I'm very, I'm very thankful to be in a position where I didn't have to scramble for a job. Like I didn't have to, you know what I mean? Like that, that is a luxury. Yeah. That's not 90% of the people in my industry. Do you mean like, that's a very small percentage of us who weren't like, you know, if, you know, it's, 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 I'm, I, I think, I think my maker every day because it's, it's a blessing, dude. It's not, not a given. Well, and, and and that goes. I was actually reading up on some of your some of your interviews and things like that, and just kind of you know getting my history, um, because I, I'm going to be honest when I when I came across you and how I found you on Instagram and on on Twitter and all that, I actually found you because somebody directed me to Burr's Corner, <laughs> which, by the way, is amazing. Oh my god! <laughs> it is absolutely probably like if I'm having a bad day, all I have to do is pull oh. it up and just and just listen, and it's like, oh, these are just hilarious. <laughs> so, I'm so glad that we can give you some joy, man, because it, it's like it's, it's so funny because it's truly like the most embarrassing moments <laughs> of our lives. Yeah, but like for like put out there, and it's funny too because I'll tell you, kick you kick my ass about this is brandon victor dixon yeah because it was it was like i i posted a shit ton of them so people people know that that's my like i'm a huge burst corner guy yeah but i will always give it to brandon brandon started that shit it wasn't <laughs> I was gonna people ask think you. it was leslie it wasn't leslie it was brandon it was bbd and and please tell him that i said that because otherwise he will kick my ass and i'll get a text <laughs> about it tomorrow morning um well, well yeah burst well, corner. well speaking of leslie oh, yeah. speaking of leslie i never saw one with him and, and he didn't do it. Yeah, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. No, no, no. Leslie would no, 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 no. <laughs> Leslie wouldn't happen. But Brandon absolutely started that shit. And um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Burst Corner. If yeah. you look up the hashtag Burst Corner, 
it is the hashtag that Brandon started using every time that he would mess up a line. Yeah. The show Hamilton. And for those of you who don't know the show Hamilton, it's a it's a good show. Check it out. It's yeah, it's a little Plus. small run thing. And, um, <laughs> it's a small. It's you know they they had a they had a, they had a good go of it. And uh, Lynn is a beautiful human being. He wrote a unnecessarily verbose script <laughs> with so many words and so many phrases that sound like phrases before. Yeah. And so like it is inevitable that you will mess up. Yeah. A lot. And so it just became this thing where we would just record our mess ups um, because like, and like, there's some that are just like dumb. Like I had a burst corner. I don't even know if I talked about this one on the burst corner. So this is like, a, this is like a burst corner specifically for your podcast. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, burst corner. When I was in Portland, uh, when the tour came through Portland, there was one day, I forget if I was late to a half hour and I'm rarely late. Like I'm usually there at least a, an, a half hour before half hour because mm-hmm. I'm doing, you know, I, 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 it, I like to like get in Zen. I like to like, literally my warm up is like, I do my vocal warm up, I do my body warm up, but then like I'll sit and watch Batman the animated series for like a good 20 minutes yeah. just to be like, okay, let's just calm down. Yep. You're going to be fine. Enjoy your life. But this one time I feel like I was late. I was in a rush and I walk out on stage, I get my costume on, get ready, you know, uh, the, the call places, I go to places Red light goes off. That's my cue to walk out on stage. Dun, 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 dun. And the way I didn't have my microphone on. Oh, no. <laughs> and the way nobody could hear a word I was saying. Oh, no. And we had, we had to stop the show at the tavern. At the tavern. See, uh, uh, yo, 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 what time is it? Showtime. Like I said, showtime, showtime. Yo. Ladies and gentlemen, we have. It was was straight up like you know when you're on like like Maelstrom. Well, they don't have Maelstrom anymore now. They're the Frozen Ever After ride, whatever the hell it is that I hate. Oh my god, we're not going to get into that. But like, (laughs) it's it's like when you're on the Disney ride and 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 they shut it down and they're like, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna have a brief hold for a little pixie dust. We'll be coming right back. That's exactly what happened. And we had to hold it to start the whole show over. It was I was so embarrassed and like my cast gave me such shit as they should <laughs> as, as, um, yeah. it was goddamn dumb it shouldn't have happened it was ridiculous well, ridiculous I, I always get stuck on the splash mountain ride i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> right before it's, right you before you go up right before you go it's it's the you know what it is it's the lot it's the flume rides yes it's any time that it's a water ride because like it's 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 that it's pirates yep pirates when they when they all start bumping into each other that's when you know like if you if you ever have a moment coming down the the uh the first drop in pirates and yep. that boat comes right behind you you know you're gonna stop <laughs> at some point you're gonna stop and like and and haunted mansion haunted yeah. mansion is the worst <laughs> haunted mansion will stop and again it I, we we understand why it stops right it stops yeah. generally because you got to let someone on who might need an extra second to get on yeah great but it is still super annoying. Yes. It is like, it's like, it's like, it's like just for that one little second, you're like, Oh, okay. I hope they're getting on safely. Happy to stop. It's like, it's just the experience is, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> we talk, we talk about that for another hour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, so that's bur- please go to hashtag burst uh, corner. will make you, make you laugh. I'll yeah. Go, go to burst corner. And that's where, that's where I, you know, kind of came across you, um, came across all the guys from, <laughs> from the various casts. 
Um, oh, yeah. Actually, and uh, so when you go and see the show, so I actually got the opportunity to go see the show on Broadway. Um, nice. Um, and this was, oh, gosh, two years ago, I think it was. So um, one person who makes a appearance on there quite often is uh, James Monroe Englehart. Uh, yes, yes. Who was my Jefferson. That, that. So <laughs> he was he was my Lafayette Jefferson. So I saw him on there, you know, quite a bit. Um, which, by the way, if you talk to him, you can give him crap because I messaged him to be on the show too. Now, great. Now, here's the thing. Here's what I will say. <laughs> that man. So you know, I I make a point of checking my DMs. Like when when you get when you get to a place where you have people you know, asking you to do things coming on. Like I, I never don't want to check my DMS. Cause like yeah. I don't like for, for, for me, it's, I remember when I was, when I was making asks, I remember when I was, and like, it's, it's, it's such a, it's so, it's so, it's going to sound kind of saying, but it's yeah. not at all. Yeah. It's so, it's so brave of you to put an ask out there. Right. right to to just to just want to connect yeah so like i anybody who's going to take the time to write me anything i tr- even if it's going to take me like five million years to get to it i will try to get to it now james is you know james as he likes to say is a tony winner <laughs> james at any given time has you know five broadway shows that he's doing um so he is, but I will absolutely give him crap because yeah. he, and, know, and I mean that with respect. I, oh, yeah. yeah no, no, I mean, absolutely. it's total respect, absolutely. but I see no, you, I see you two go back and forth all the time oh, <laughs> at each other. So. It's, and, and here's the problem too, is now Chris Jackson's trying to get on, in on it. And, <laughs> and what's, what the problem with that is, is that the two of them have had that going for, you know, 50 years. Cause yeah. they're both a hundred years old. And, um, <laughs> And, but, but Chris, Chris, Chris is, you know, me and James, it's like, it's almost like, you know, it's almost like WWE, right? It's like, it's like raw. Yeah. You know what I mean? But with, with Chris, Chris is actually me. Chris will say some stuff and you're like, oh, why am I bleeding? Like, why am I cut? You know what I mean? Like, it's really not okay. So, you know, Chris getting in on there is, is a whole other layer that, that scares me. Uh, but you know, James, James and I, yeah, we'll go back and forth to the end of time. Yeah. We'll, we'll, you know, that's, I love that. He's, he's my big brother. Yeah. He's my, my big brother that I never wanted. Never <laughs> asked for. And, and he was, yeah, he was phenomenal as, as he's Hamilton Lafayette, or as uh, Jefferson Lafayette. And, uh, yeah. he, he did a great job and I was happy that that is actually, so I've been, like I said, I've been to New York twice. Once was for work. Didn't have time to do anything except basically go to a meeting walk around for a little bit and then go back to a meeting and sleep. And yeah, so it was just work, work, work. But uh, the second time I went, I actually went for my very, my best friend got married in central park. He, they did a destination, destination wedding, um, the bridge. Um, and I cannot remember the name of it right now, but it's the bridge that the pigeon lady is at for at home alone too. That bridge, um, right there in central park. So they're actually from Orlando and we flew up had you know actually me and my wife actually took a we drove up um from florida all the way up to up to new york found some place to park my car for a week because it's cheaper than anything else and then we just we walked around and i surprised her with hamilton tickets for her birthday and listen i wish i had a camera when i told her that i that i got her tickets for hamilton 
because we went to St. Thomas. I surprised her with a trip to St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands. Beautiful. She's never been off the mainland ever. Wow. So wow. I, I, I'm like, pack a bag, pack X, XYZ in your bag. This is what you'll need. We're going somewhere with the beach. We get on a plane. We fly from Orlando to Miami to catch the connection to um, St. Thomas. She's like, I'm, we get to Miami. She's like, I'm going to go get some Starbucks. I was like, okay. I go over. I get the tickets. She still has no idea where we're going. I walk up, and I get my camera ready, and I'm videotaping the whole thing. And I walk up, and I'm like, here's the tickets. And she looks at it, and she's like, huh, cool. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, that's it? <laughs> We're going. We're going to a a beautiful tropical island. Uh, uh, cool. However, okay. when I told her about Hamilton, she squealed like, like, like she squealed and was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're going!" So I, I wish I'd had my camera for that. But we got to go to the show, and it's it's the only Broadway show I've ever been able to go see. Um, wow. But it was one of the big ones that you know, kind of one of those bucket list for thing for us. So. Yeah, it was a yeah. it was a fantastic time, but um, you know, so glad you enjoyed that. When yeah, when, we came through. We, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say when all this opens up, I definitely gotta come up and see see your show when we get back up. Uh, oh, yeah. up I'm to New York. No, we'll be there. And it's and it was so you know because I was I was so I did Broadway Company for about a year and a half mm -hmm. of Hamilton, and then I went out on the road and, you know, it's so doing it in New York is amazing. But I gotta say, I actually prefer tour you know and, and, and for hamilton specifically at least at least when i did it because i opened the tour so you know yeah. hamilton i joined the company right after the tony awards mm -hmm. so like it was it was still huge and buzzy and it, i mean it's only gotten bigger since but it, it you know it, it was this crazy thing you never knew who was going to be in the audience that night and it was amazing to see yeah. um and we were having you know we had like concerts with like freaking you know quest love would just show up at the theater and do it was like crazy it was like literally crazy it was <laughs> yeah. unlike anything i'd ever experienced and what's beautiful about touring the show when i did um was that every two months i got to have another opening night ah uh, yeah. right it was and i got to see the best of your city so i came to the you know we went to the dr phillips center yeah which is to this day easily one of the most beautiful theaters ever performed at in my I, life i tried i tried and tried and tried tickets were so stupid <laughs> no i'm sure i'm sure and and but it, that that theater is just staggering i yeah. i am you know especially on the road because you see so many theaters like when there's like a theater with some money and like that like i love I'm a, I'm a stickler for having a, having your own, like you, you make your dressing room, like your thing. Yeah. I love to, you know, I, I, you know, I'll have, I have my Christmas, like in my dressing room, like my dressing room in at the Imperial right now is like still, it's like frozen in time and just waiting for me to come back. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I have my Christmas tree lights, I have my comic books, I have my, my little my snacks and everything, my, you know, my massage chair, all this stuff brought in. And, um, you know, when you show up at the Dr. Phillips Center, like that, those dressing rooms are just these like cavernous star dressing rooms. And like, I love like it, a, a good dressing room to me is a dressing room that I can take a nap in. Yeah. Especially bet between shows, like when you're, when you're doing a heavy lift, like a burr, like you don't, you're not going anywhere between shows. You are literally saying you're ordering your food on Grubhub and you're taking a nap 
you yep. know, waking up and doing the show. And so that dressing room, I remember specifically, those couches are so comfortable. <laughs> and like, there's like little, there's like a little antechamber. So like I don't have to, I can, people can knock and I can look through and see who they are. And yeah. say, no, but I don't want you to come. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like it was just, it was just like a lovely space. I just remembered that. And like, and then walking, you know, and again, I, uh, you know, half the time I was living on Disney property. Yeah. So like I would literally, I, I was, I, I was staying at, um, that time was Polynesian. Okay. So I would come from the Polynesian and then go, go to work and then go back to Disney. <laughs> and it was just glorious. Yes. Some of the best. The, the perfect, that's the best perfect day. setup right there. Uh, um, so what cities did you play? So I know Orlando, we said Portland. Did you do DC? Yeah. So no, because okay. I, so DC, and it was so funny because we were headed to DC when I booked, well, we were going to Toronto when I booked um, Ain't Too Proud. Okay. Um, so we did, okay, let me see if I can remember, because we did, I mean, it's just two years of cities. Yeah. Uh, but we did, but it was actually not that many because we, you know, we, we sat in these cities for so long. Seattle. We opened the, the we opened the tour in Seattle, Seattle, Portland, Salt Lake City, which is another beautiful theater. Gotcha. Yeah. The uh, the Eccles Eccles Theater, so good. Salt Lake City, also the Pie Pizzeria in Salt Lake. Costa Mesa. I want to say that was Cleveland, Minneapolis, uh, Dallas. No, Cleveland, Minneapolis, or. Orlando, no, Fort Lauderdale, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Austin, um, New Orleans, and New Orleans is where, like, there's a couple, oh, in Vegas, I miss Vegas. Oh, gosh, There's a couple of of cities doing this show with the cast that I did it with, where things got crazy. (laughs) Orlando, Uh Vegas, New Orleans, where when my specific cast, because my, my cast, especially, like, the original Philip Company, it was like the biggest collection of just like nerds and buffoons and like hard <laughs> drinkers that you've ever assembled yeah. in your life. And so we went buck nutty in some of these <laughs> cities. Uh, and we said, I mean, those are, these are my best friends. And yeah. so I was literally just seeing them like, you know, two minutes ago. And we, you know, I, if you bring up, if you ever say like new Orleans to any one of these people, they'd be like, Oh man. Like it's just like <laughs> stories go back and back. Yeah. Um, but then after that, after see now I'm gonna forget the second the second row cities because we did Des Moines, we did Tulsa, we did Omaha. Uh, oh my God, I'm I'm see this how old I am. <laughs> um, I mean we did we just did it was you know it was we we hit a lot of good Midwest yeah places in the Midwest that, that surprised me. I was not excited for Omaha. Yeah, Omaha downtown Omaha now one of my favorite places. They have a downtown that looks like the meatpacking district in New York or Soho in New York. Um, it's like beautiful old red brick factory buildings that they've now transformed into like these like chic little shops oh, wow. and like this beautiful um, like uh, things called La Boulangerie or I don't know what it is. I'm forgetting, <laughs> but it's it's like this beautiful like French restaurant where like I would just go after the show and like grab a glass of wine and like a plate of cheese and yeah. like sit out and, and they had the, the most actually Omaha has the best zoo in the country. Oh wow. Bar none. Okay. The best. I'm talking like you go, 
they have built these incredible uh, habitats for their animals. And there's a whole thing <clears throat> where you go underground and they they take you through like the rainforest down into like the tundra and then into like a cave and there's like all these bats flying through the cave and like pools of water with like fish in them. It's it's insane. And then they take you to like a bayou and they've got like alligators in the bayou oh, wow. walking along this like this like you know wooden path. It it was truly um some stunning stuff, man. And I, I was so take I think I think that's you know you ask me which cities I've been to. I, I think that's the thing that I, I think unites all of them is like, I was just, you know, you do these tours and you get to see the best of these cities. Yeah. You really, the cities open up to you in a way um, where they're just showing you what they got. And, and so I'm so thankful that I got to see so much beautiful stuff. Um, you know, I, I really think back. So me and my wife, uh, we talk about it. She's making faces at me. By the way, right now. <laughs> um, we talk about this all the time where, uh, you know, basically every time she'd come out to the road to visit, I would, I would save, I wouldn't eat out like on my regular uh-huh. when she'd come to visit, save the restaurants for her. So like we would literally just dine at like all these five star, like just try to get like the best of the city. Yeah. And like, the amount of good food like that every city had um Fort lauderdale like <laughs> you want to talk florida y'all like fort yeah. lauderdale mother of god there is a restaurant called dune at auberge okay, okay and it has like the most ridiculous name but it's like this beautiful beachfront restaurant like right on the beach and like it's like you're sitting in around a fire pit and like it's like this very fancy like American food. But like you I mean, I had a show to do that that night, but I would have stayed there forever. Oh. I would have I would have called out of the show. That sounds awesome. Um but and that's the thing, like every city has that. And yeah. that's why when people come to me about this whole idea of flyover states, I'm like, get the get out of here. Yeah. There's no such thing. Yeah. Every state has something to offer. You know, um, Kansas City with the World, uh, World War One Museum. Oh wow! Um, yeah, that not that that hit me in my guts, man. That yeah. was powerful. That was like it was just so beautiful the way that that museum is constructed. Um, There's certain places that do that to me. Um, like you walk yeah. in and it's just you just get you just get overwhelmed. Um, <sighs> like I so I went to D.C. and my uncle my uncle was actually a monk. And he, he was at wow. the friary in D.C. So I was – I forget where I was. I think I was going to Buffalo, and I was driving through. And so I stopped there for an overnight. And the, that night, he decided to take me around all the different um, monuments. And he took me to um, the the Holocaust Monument and also the, um, the Vietnam Wall. And yep. just oh, – just like I can – and this is easily – 20 years ago and I can still like remember exactly how I felt um, very similar to um, the first time I went to New York City and I went to the World Trade Center uh, Memorial yeah I've, I've, yeah I've never been anywhere with so many people and feel so just and, and just a hush you like you walk in that and it just yeah. goes over you it's it's incredible 
that but when that memorial is special too because that museum is so you know there's just so many things right there's the fire trucks there's the there's yeah. the beams like you're literally under where this thing happened and i think that's what's going to be so interesting about this pandemic right is this is one of the first times in history where we are living in the age where everything about this is documented yeah there's not there's not one piece of this that future generations will not be able to look back and see yeah. your podcast will yeah. be, you know what i mean like everything about so I, i'm i'm so i think that that you know this is a tangent but looking for the hope in all this i think that connectivity it's one of the things that gives me hope is like knowing how powerful those experiences are to us yeah for the next generation th- those museums are going to be compiled out of this kind of stuff yeah so how close are they going to feel you know that's it's just it's a great thing yeah it's a great thing all right so yeah, we, so we're going to shift course a little bit because we only got a few more minutes and we've got like yeah, yeah. we got some fun and things the first the first question i have to ask and and this was asked by somebody who's a friend of mine who we just we literally had this conversation probably right before I saw it. Did you ever find out what a Bridgerton is? Bro. God damn it. <laughs> it shows at the end of me, bro. I swear to God. And everybody loves it. Everybody I did find out. I, Bridgerton I, is a I, wonderful. I saw that post and I died. I and I haven't I haven't Dude. watched it. So it's I mean, apparently it's great. Like people love it. They all love it. And it's like the number one and I'm sure I'm sure it's like, you know, it's a, if it's Shonda Rhimes, it is yeah. obviously incredible. Um, I, I don't, my, my wife and I were laughing. I don't think it's built for straight men, which is fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not everything should be so yep. like good, good on them. Um, but like, I uh, it's, it has captured the nation. So I am aware now. The the two the descriptions I was given was it is Hamilton meets gossip girls. Yep. I heard that. Or also yep. Hamilton meets 50 shades of gray. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it seems it it's like it's I heard Regency era Gossip Girl. Yeah, uh, and that's beautiful. And it is it's so powerful to see people of color in in that you know in a Jane Austen novel. Yeah, um, you know it, that's wonderful. So like I don't fault it for that. My mother watched it and she was you know she was talking to to Sarah about it and she was like you know talking about these like. You know, it was just it was just this moment. Because Sarah was like, "So where are you on in the show?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm at the scene where he teaches how to masturbate." And I was just like, "Oh my god!" What? I just like things that you don't want to hear from your mom. And but like, good. I'm glad that you're having this experience. Like, good. Please, you know, please watch yes. watch this wonderful Bridgerton show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So to the to the questions, the and, and I say fan questions. I had some some people give me some some questions they wanted to hear, and I'm like, let me throw it at, let me throw it out there. So yeah. when you initially um, were trying out for Hamilton, was Burr your first choice, or were you just trying to get into the show? Oh yeah, I dude, I was trying to get in because it was so funny because I I had just closed another show and I had a wedding in two months and I needed to pay for that wedding. <laughs> that was literally the only thing on my mind. I was like. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just need money. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but like when I got the show and I got you know I uh, on Broadway I was at first the understudy for Burr before I took over, and um, that was I was like I, I immediately fell in love with that character. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, this is this is fun, and I love that that they didn't nobody play, you know they have never asked any cast member to try to replicate what the original cast yeah. did. 
they're like, take it in your own direction. Yeah. Where do you want to go with it? And that's what I love too, is like, I didn't have to put on Leslie's pants. I could do what I wanted to do. Yeah. And, and that was wonderful. I really appreciated that. Awesome. What, what is, so all shows aside, current or all time, what is your dream role to be cast? Like if, if you had one show that you wanted to do. Yeah. If we're talking Broadway. So I, you know, it's, it's so funny cause I wouldn't be a musical. Um, I, I, stu- I, I was, I studied Shakespeare and, and you know, okay. and that was my education and, and I would love to get back to more classical theater. I would love to, you know, to do that. I think Hamilton has been a nice, was a nice departure, um, into that because it pretty much is Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, and, and then even ain't too proud, you know, I think the, the, it's so funny cause you watch it on, the specials and it and it seems like this amazing kind of like intense dance show which i can't dance so i don't know why i'm there (laughs) but for my character it's literally a three-hour monologue that's what's kind of crazy about the show for me um but hickey in iceman cometh um if you know the play iceman cometh that character hickey just i i I just think it's fascinating denzel washington did the revival two years ago Hmm. um it's like a four it's like a four-hour monstrosity it's insane but that character just is coming in with such, such an agenda and has such a breakdown. I would, I would really love to try my hand at that. Huh. Okay. I'll have to look that one up. I, I will be honest that my, my Broadway, it, it like, a, uh, I'm getting there. So, so just to, just to pitch it to you. So you, so you know what you're missing. It's cause you definitely want to look at, look at the movie is even great the movie. It's like very slow burns. Yeah. Like be prepared for like a, you're sitting and watching for a second, but essentially it's this bar in the 19, I want to say 1920s, 1930s. And uh, all these drunks are like sitting there having this big wild drunk out because their their boy Hickey is coming back to town. And when Hickey comes to town, he's a salesman. When he comes to town, he always buys them all rounds and they yeah. just have a huge drunk all night. But Hickey comes back this night and he is actually reformed. He's actually yeah. um, not drinking anymore. And tries to sell them on not drinking, but you you actually discover that he's like burying some really dark secrets uh-huh. about why he stopped drinking. Like it's a, it's a very yeah. deep play. It's really really powerful to okay. see and very very funny and very sad. Yeah, I will really have to. Cool. I'll have to check that out. So yeah, my next question, um, actually line of questions, comes from a 15 year old theater student who, when she found out I was interviewing, was like, "Oh, I have questions." So I love it. When did you know you wanted to pursue Broadway? I didn't. I just wanted to act. You know, I, I think I think that that's right now as a as a as a professor. My God, that's what I try to teach my students is like, don't let the you know do what you do and let the world make a space for you. I, I think that there's such a uh, misconception. Um, uh, and P.S. Don't worry about it. if we go over on time. I, let's answer this question. Okay. So don't worry about it. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, I think there's such a misconception that Broadway means you've made it. Yeah. If you if you are able to pay your bills and do what you love, you've made it. And that's in any career. Absolutely. I don't care what it is. And even if you're not paying your bills by doing the thing that you love doing, you've still made it. Yeah. So, like, anybody who's out there really wanting to, you know, to be, like – a, a, a radio announcer, but is, mm. is, you know, selling shoes at pay less. You're doing it yeah. because the game is just surviving. Can yeah. I pay my bills and do what I love? So short answer, Broadway was never 
the goal. It was just, I knew I wanted to act and write and I knew, I, I knew that Broadway was a place to do it. Gotcha. So the next, actually the next question, which you pretty much already answers, what advice would you give to a 15 year old theater nerd who wants to go to Broadway or wants to kind of, wants to kind of get into theater? Like what would be her steps if she wanted to? Yeah. So the biggest thing I'd say is read everything, read every script you can get your hand on. And I don't just mean musical theater. I mean, really inundate yourself with everything. Um, read read tv scripts read everything get a sense for what it means to tell a story yeah um also we have youtube we have this beautiful uh, thing where you can now look up online as much as i don't like bootlegs like you can truly you can see a lot of these shows yeah so watch them. watch them get a sense for what this is right it's a craft it's not just a hobby it really is a skill and you have to hone that skill but the beautiful thing is to this wonderful 15 year old you live in the information age yeah. you can go to school right now for free yeah you know what i mean so, so look, look it up and, and and really start to inundate yourself read shakespeare read the classics read Chekhov, read ibsen read strindberg um you know really get a sense for these writers who are writing for the theater yeah um try to you know if you are at the school you know when we go back and, and do school in person Try doing the technical side of theater. Well, Try she, being the person who builds she, sets. She actually is yeah. on, in set design. So she wants to do set design and, and all that oh. sort of stuff. So that's where, that's where she's at. That's exactly right. Awesome. Exactly right. Exactly. Just, just get a sense for every single facet of this thing. Yeah. Every single facet. Yeah. And, and her, her other question was, how fast are the quick changes? Oh, well, for, <laughs> for Hamilton, Hamilton's actually a little easier because Hamilton um, – you know, you have – Lynn has constructed that show in such a way where every – you know, Hamilton, like, Hamilton has the least breaks. Um, Burr has the second least breaks. Yeah. But we both have moments. I'd say, you know, you know, like, there's definitely – like, I'd say the quickest ch- quick change for Burr is out of room where it happens into Cabinet Battle 2 or um, Skylar Defeated is mm-hmm. what the number is called. Um, and that is 30 seconds, right? So in the room, click, boom, bump, blackout run off stage um and you are drinking your water and you are um bum, 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 nah, 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 nah. uh look da- uh, daddy's in paper whatever he says um it's either that or, or right before the duel the duel yeah. actually might be a little faster okay. going into the final um because i both of those are 30 seconds however ain't too proud my character never leaves the stage not Ooh. once not ever yeah. so number one they have to sneak me water on the stage. So there's like a, you know, there's a piano that rolls out one moment and I drink my water from the piano and it's like a whole thing. And you have to time out. You have to time out your doing that show. It shows a week. You have to time out your water intake. So I actually try to get about, a, I got try to get about 96 ounces by an hour before the show. I stopped uh-huh. drinking water an hour before the show, pee 10 minutes before the show. And then pee at intermission. Yeah. And that's the only time I have to pee. Wow. And then, then the quick changes, I mean, those are like, like, cause I, I, I don't leave the stage. So like the, the one moment, like most of my costume changes are on stage somehow, yeah. but then like, there'll be like a moment where I can just like really quickly, like, like it's, it's, it's literally like maybe, maybe 20 seconds. And that's not counting the leave out of one wing 
run around the stage like people are like literally putting coats on me as I'm running yeah. and zipping up my own pants and stuff. So yeah, they're very fast, wow. super fast. Yeah, man. So do you have any insider tips? In terms of just Broadway? In terms I, of, I think like, just, what, it, it, yeah, she just said in, in terms of Broadway as far as. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, the things I will say specifically for Broadway, um, eat, eat really healthy. <laughs> don't like start now, start, start really knowing what you're putting in your body. And that doesn't mean don't enjoy. I, I, I don't like the term cheat days. I like, I like treat days. Yeah. Right. Have, have those days when you can, you can treat yourself. And if you've had a really hard day, like get that slice of pizza, get that, eat yeah. that cake. Like my God, don't deprive yourself of good sugary food. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing I'd say about Broadway for both technical and performance mm -hmm. is you need good sleep and you need good food in your body because what you're, what you're being asked to do is superhuman. Yeah. And, and, and your body will let you know when it's not nourished enough to do it. <laughs> yeah. And so you, you really need to now get in the habit of just taking care of yourself um, because it's, it's eight shows a week. Yeah. It is a lot. It's yeah. a lot of stress and strain that you're putting your body under. So it's not, you know, you, and, and whether that's, again, technical side, lifting up, you know, especially like for people on tour, for like a tech crew on tour. Yeah. So that means every two months you have to break down that set, put it in a, in a couple of trucks and then rebuild it to, you know, in the next city. Yeah. That's, that's your back. That's your knees. That's it. That's everything. So like you want to really take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, ooh, P.S. My my uh, headphones are. I think that I just heard them starting to buzz. So if, if it goes off, I'll just go straight to my okay, like ambient noise thing. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So so just start eating right. That's the biggest tip I can ever give. Start eating right. Start uh, take care of yourself. Um, in terms of health and get sleep. Okay. Get sleep. I'm just gonna. I'm just texting. Uh. I have a, I have a, I have a meeting, but I'm texting them to let them know okay. that I'm answering questions right now <laughs> and they know. Cool. Perfect. Gotcha. All right. Well, um, I've got so, two, I got two questions. So we'll, we'll go last Let's two questions. The, the last one might be, might be rough. <laughs> um, so what's Love the, it. what's the best part about being on Broadway is, is what she asked. The people. And I know this sounds so cliche, but it, it really is. Um, you just, my best friends, my best friends, you find, I grew up, I mean, part of it, I grew up, you know, I love Boston, but I grew up one of the very few black kids in white Irish Boston. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I had a lot, I mean, a lot of friends, but like very hard to find your space. And also I'm a nerd. I'm a big old nerd. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I, you know, it's like hard and I love theater. And I love acting. Like, where am I going to find a space where people love acting, love writing, but also love the MCU, love all the things I love, love Disney parks. And I found them, you know, James, I found Kyle, I found Fergie, I found uh, Austin Scott. I found all these people who are like family, like people who I, I'm like, Oh my God, you're my people. Yeah. And, and we just happen to work in this industry. Yeah. And that has been without a doubt, the best part It's just knowing that you belong, knowing that you have a space in this, in this world. Um, 
Yeah, I, that's why we miss it so much. Yeah, we miss we miss being with our people. You know, and and I'm also a CrossFit coach, and yeah. as far as that same thing that you're talking about with Broadway is the same way we feel at CrossFit. And oh, yeah. when they closed down all the gyms, it was kind of the same way. Um, now since the gyms are reopened and we can you know work out with you know certain parameters, but we're back with our people. So I totally yeah. get that. You get your people that you. And I mean, CrossFit, you're literally dying together. <laughs> you're just, oh, yeah. you're just oh, destroying yeah. each other's oh, bodies. Yeah. Just, you know, but you're in the trenches with somebody and you learn so much about people when you are in the yeah. trenches with them. So, yeah, okay. So the la last question, and this one is going to bridge the Broadway MCU gap. And I, I don't know how this will go. Maybe you thought about it. Maybe you haven't, but if you were to recast yeah. Hamilton with yeah. the with the MCU characters. Oh done. Done. Who I, are they? I got this. Ooh, buddy. I got this so <laughs> it's so interesting that you asked this because we actually had I when we, we did a big press day in Salt Lake City um when we opened there and that was actually one of the questions that came up and I was like, Oh, that's easy, I got that. <laughs> I based my entire Burr performance, and this is not just because <laughs> I don't think this highly of myself. But because I really do think that this is who Burr is mm -hmm. off of Robert Downey Jr.'s performance as Tony Stark. Okay. I just because it's it it really is that I you know, I when I was reading the Burr text and you talk to Lynn and you talk to Tommy the director and I just always found Burr Yes, there is that sense of him that's very self serious and very, you know, and, and very controlled and very but he's also just like you know, if the world is, is having this revolution, he's the guy who's just like, yeah, let's all just calm down. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Like, let's all, let's, there's another way to do this where we don't all get our asses kicked and we can make a little money on the side. And that's, that's so, that's so Tony. Yeah. That's such a Tony thing. And so I, that, that was, that's the first place my mind goes is Tony Stark is Burr. Okay. Hamilton, absolutely Captain America. Gotcha. Um, I think that's that's who he is, and here I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to ambient noise now because yeah. my, my my headphones have died. Yeah, no worries. Can you hear me? Yep, I got you. Perfect. Okay. So yeah, so Hamilton is absolutely uh, Captain America, 100, 100, and 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 it, even in the sense that he is so, you know, I think of Hamilton especially as like Cap around like like Winter Soldier okay. time when discovering. Yeah that the world is not as it seems and, and is so, but it's so determined to hold on to that vision that he had. Um, and, and, and the battle between them is, is civil war. I mean, that's exactly right. Um, it's so funny. I would put, for, I mean, you know, yeah, there's a world where Tony's also your Jefferson, but from, if I'm, if I'm saying anything about it, Jefferson is Thor. Okay. I think, I think your loft Jeff is Thor. Well, I think... see, so I had, I, I also had, um, you can also put Tony as Hamilton. You could. You very well could. Kind of the very just, this is the way it's going to be. I'm going to do it. Um, you know, kind of that whole, that whole attitude. You know, oh, yeah. Change no, there too. 100%. I think it's, there's something about the, what I love about Thor as, as Jefferson is, there's something about somebody who like just smells himself so much. Like <laughs> you could also say like Star Lord. You could also easily put yeah. him as Star. -Lord. 
um, you know, I, I love to divide the MCU is like made up of like the the military, like the like the soldiers and yeah. like the snark people. Yeah. Right? Like half of them are just like completely snark and like laugh at everything that's ever said ever, and half of them are like stoic soldiers who have to get it done. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think that that's I think that's where you know Jefferson falls for me. Um, and then Eliza, you know, it's interesting that Eliza is funnily enough, I might put like for an Eliza, that might be like a you need somebody who's just so starry eyed, like like a, like Ant Man, like truly, like yeah. like 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 I, I would almost say like Ant Man, like Ant Man would be Eliza and the Wasp would be Angelica, like that's kind of just in terms of their world. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like obviously Eliza grows into somebody who's much more mature, but especially in the beginning, um, George Washington. I mean, that's I think that's T'Challa. I think that's Black Panther. Okay. I think there's just something that is so, um, you know, he knows what it is, and it's never for for George. It's never a growth of, you know, him having to change who he is. It's he is going one way and he needs things. And I think that's very true of T'Challa. T'Challa was always destined to be king, but it's just yeah. he had, there's things he needs to pick up along the way. And he always was aware of everything going on around and and his own, well, his own shortcomings, but also he, he, was, he was, there was no misconception of who he was. None, none whatsoever. And I think that that's exactly right for, for G-dubs. Um, Oh my God! And then you know I'll say, Lawrence Phillip. I might, I might say like Vision. I might say Vision. Um, I but like, Sp- I was gonna go Spider Man. Spider? No, you were. You actually no, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> let's go there. Let's go there. Spidey, Spidey. Yeah, especially Tom Holland, Spidey. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's right. It's it's interesting though because you know both Lawrence and Phillip share that fire. Right. That determination to get things done. And and Spidey sometimes I think what I love about Tom Holland Spidey is how he's it's the first time I've seen perfectly captured the want to do something right, but also the want to just be a kid. Yeah. Right. That's what they kind of they tried to do that with uh, Tobey Maguire. And and they and I love to I mean, I love Tobey Spidey, but I think this is the first time where it's like, oh, no, you are just a child. And you are missing out on your childhood because of this. Yeah. And that is, you know, that is definitely something that, um, you know, I, I love, but is not necessarily a Lawrence Phillip thing because Lawrence is, is not at all confused about who he is or where he's going. Yeah. He, what he's doing. Um, and then Mulligan Madison, that's a, maybe that's your vision. Uh, <laughs> You know, because he's like he's the powerhouse. Like he comes out and both. I mean, I love I love the double cast there because right, Mulligan is the brawn, but Madison is the brain. Yeah. And and it's it's kind of this both, and I think Vision actually has both. So that's that's where I'd land it. And then Peggy Mariah, like that's a who would you maybe like like your Mariah is like uh is is uh Hella at least Kate Blanchett's Hella. Yeah. God. That might be nice. That's fun. And then your Peggy. Oh, that's Peggy. that's the hard because it's such a it's such a swing. 
No, you know who Peggy is? Peggy, Peggy is the Peggy is I guess well I guess we now it's you know, post uh in retrospect, I think Kevin Feige call said that this was young Peter Parker, even though it wasn't when they first filmed it. But uh-huh. that at the Iron Man Expo, um in in I think it was I think it was either two or three, Iron Man two or three, there's a kid who has an Iron Man mask on okay. who like is that young Spidey? And like Kevin Feige was like, oh yeah, of course it is, but it really wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's like it's that he's like a little kid. He's like a or or yeah, he's like he's just someone wide eyed. Like he's just silly. Um, but yeah, almost, that's almost like the kid in. Well, no, not the kid in in three. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It could be the kid in three. I I like that. Actually, I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's fun. Yeah, man. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I love it. I I love mixing mixing those sorts of things as well. You know, kind of taking taking one realm and moving into another. Which, uh, you know, so what are you most excited about in 2021 with MCU? I you know, gotta... I, I, I got so much hope from their rollout, their investor rollout, because I think as opposed to the HBO Max one, which, you know, say what you want to say about it. Um, you know, I, I love that Disney is still investing in movie theaters. Like there's st- like there's stuff that's yeah. coming out specifically on Disney Plus, but then there's stuff that they're like, nope, this is only for theaters. Yeah. So until theaters are back, this will not come out, and that's what it's gonna take, right? Yes. It's gonna take us being like, no, we're not. There's things that we're not gonna leave behind. Yeah. And and that was wonderful to me. So in terms of specific projects, obviously Loki looks ridiculous. Oh, I'm so, so excited to see what they what they're gonna do with the with the TBA. Yeah. Um, you know, which is such a weird little offshoot from the comics. Um, and then, what if looks interesting, but like, like I mean, I, I and obviously I would love to see that mix and match. But I think, I mean, I think what if is gonna, in so many ways, kind of be like, like a primer for what phase four or five seems to be. Do yeah. you mean like it's this idea of like, okay, now we have all these properties to play with, so let's let's go to different dimensions. Let's do quantum. Le- you know what I mean? Like, let's yeah. really go for it. Um, very interested to see what this Spider-Man three is going to be. I think that they're just packing the kitchen sink in there. Yeah. Um, well, so it's interesting that both DC and Marvel are going to the multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, and you had posted about it before with Batman. Yeah. How all the Batmans are going to operate in a separate multiverse on a different earth, which They've done it in the shows, so I don't know if you follow like the Flash, Arrow, all those. So, so my yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so so they pulled it off there, and I I was like, okay, I I get it. Like I, I mean, it kind of is what it is. Nobody can go away because you can kill them off here, and then they bring them back, you know, from another Earth. But at the same time, I don't know. You just feel like MCU is going to do it <laughs> and crush it. So one of the greatest things that happened to me on Hamilton was, um, you know, again, the, the friends I got to make and through 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 uh, his son's love of Hamilton, I became friends with Brandon Routh. And okay. and he like, you know, I mean, obviously huge Superman fan. And yep. and so like I, I try not to geek out on him whenever we hang. Um, yeah. But it's it's this idea, right? The Arrowverse did it right because they built to it. Yes. Right started with arrow and then you added on flash and then you added on okay well the flash can do these certain things and go these certain places and now we're in crisis on infinite earths and now we're seeing how this 
my problem with the DCEU comes down to the simple fact that they have not earned it. Yeah. They did not earn it. We It took us te- 12 years to get to the multiverse in the MCU. Yeah. I think it's tw- literally 12 years of movies yeah. before before we were involved and engaged in the characters enough to be like, oh, yeah, we'll accept. Yeah, bring everybody back. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like. And and I, I that's what it just feels cheap to me about what the D, what DC is doing is like don't don't just try to get different properties to like make people like or different takes on characters to make your consumers happy and like call it a multiverse like yeah, just because you may have messed it up exactly like exactly. you messed here here you must, so you now messed up. fix it you're gonna make a multiverse. And that's and I'm just like I I'm so I and I I'm so excited for the the Matt Reeves Batman, you yeah. know I'm so excited for all the and like I'm one of the few people who loved Wonder Woman eighty four like I I so many people did not like it and I understand why I loved it so yeah. I'm not against the DCEU I'm just like stop stop giving me cheese and calling it butter do you know what I mean yeah. like just just call it what it is and yeah. and I'll keep that call it like if it's a money grab just call it a money grab yeah but like. You aren't making a multiverse because that's a multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. Arrowverse is a multiverse. Yeah. Like you, your TV division has shown us what a multiverse is. So now you guys look stupid. <laughs> so yeah, I I could you know I and that's and that's no again I love the DC um, characters and and everything, but but MCU has just pulled it off. And I was pissed. This is coming from a person who was pissed. That the Netflix shows were like seemingly, you know, disallowed. However, now we got Charlie Cox coming in yep. to Spider-Man 3. So it's like y'all even came back for that world. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just so, I could not chef's kiss it anymore. Like, it's so good. They're doing <laughs> this. Now they can leave Iron Fist. Sleep. Oh my God. Yeah, they can get get him the, it was such <laughs> an inspired dude. I was, you know, Luke Cage is you know, I loved that first season of Luke Cage was golden. Oh, uh, first, first season of Daredevil, golden. First scene of Jessica Jones, golden. And then it just—I don't know if they just overextended themselves or what, but it, it did fall off. Like it, it got messy. Punisher, I, I love Punisher. I thought, I thought, oh, yeah. and I, he's excellent. John Bernthal is just a fucking G. Yeah. But it—it just—I'm glad to see that they have. Just through patience and like allowing for things to take their time, they have found a way to get everybody back. That's beautiful, it, you know. It's awesome. Well, yeah, Nick, man, you have been phenomenal. Thank you so much for being on the show. I, I know you got places to go and, and people to talk to, and I'm gonna let you get to that. But man, thank you so much, and uh, I I can't wait to see you back on stage. Yeah, um, man. You know, back out there, and uh, you know when uh, when I get the chance to get back to New York, I'm definitely coming to see the show. That's that's gonna happen. So come on, and I'm honored to be again honored to be your first guest of 2021. And please, everyone, stay safe out there, and just you know, we're gonna get through this day by day, day by day. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, sir. All right, I hope. You guys enjoyed that episode as much as I did talking to Nick. We laughed. We we cut it up. We talked about some serious things. We talked about some funny things. But we had just an amazing time. Nick is just a fantastic human. Just he, He's awesome to talk to. And 
just very gracious and, and very easy to talk to. And I just enjoyed being able to talk to him. It was, it was a great show, at least in my own opinion. I might be biased because it's my show. But uh, I, had a, I had fun, and I hope you enjoyed it as well. Please go ahead and post your comments. Uh, any questions that you think should have been asked that uh, didn't, maybe we'll do a recap and come back around and, and uh, talk to him again. Uh, he is more than welcome to come back to the show any time he would like. If you want to follow him on social media, um, go to Instagram at Nikki Walks, and that's N-I-K-K-Y-W-A-L-K-S. You can also same on Twitter. Uh, Twitter is Nikki Walks, N-I-K-K-Y-W-A-L-K-S. Uh, you can find him on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find him all over the place. Um, super cool dude, and uh, I definitely recommend following him. His his posts are hilarious. Um, when we got into the whole Bridgerton thing, that that just kind of that was that was it for me that was that was hilarious but um like i said hope you enjoyed the show 2021 we've got some big things planned for this year and i am super excited and cannot wait to tell you guys about it but i cannot quite tell you just yet because we are still planning some things you know on on both sides trying to make sure that all the guests are lined up and uh that you'll enjoy so as always, like I said, Duke Cannon is our sponsor, so make sure you head over to DukeCannon.com, hook yourselves up with some soap, with some solid cologne, you name it, they've got it. Use the promo code BBWEX2021 to save yourself 10%, get yourself smelling good for the new year, and uh, we will be back next week with our next guest, and I am looking forward to a great, happy new year. I hope that you are having a happy new year as well. And that 2021 is going to be a big, exciting year for you. Peace.